Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your ear holes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Hi, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is Harmony, your podcast host. And today we will be talking about the five Ayurvedic elements. The five elements is the most basic principle taught in Ayurveda. So it's the building block for everything that we learn in Ayurveda. Now, before we get into the five elements, I think it's really important to just take it back a little bit and discuss the three Mahagunas, which are the three modes of existence that are present in all things in the universe. And why we need to touch on the Mahagunas first is because the elements are created from the Mahagunas. According to Ayurveda philosophy, everything in the universe originated from these three modes. They were present at the start of creation and the objective universe as we know it, whether that be psychological or material matter. It was manifest from these three Mahagunas. And the three 
universal forces, which are the Mahagunas, they work together in balance, or I should say to balance one another. They're an interplay of the forces and they manifest all tangible and intangible things in the world. Each guna has its own characteristics. So what are the three modes of existence or the three Mahagunas? The first one is Sattva, which is the mode of goodness, balance, pure light, bliss, harmony, intelligence, awareness, and joy. The second one is Rajas, which is the mode of passion, movement, activity, energy, and attachment. And the third mode is Tamas, which is the mode of inertia, darkness, inactivity, ignorance, obstruction, destruction, stability, and materiality. So if you have studied Ayurveda or yoga before, you may have heard of the three Mahagunas used to describe the state of mind and emotions. And although the Mahagunas are commonly seen in this way, they are not limited to the state of mind. So we must expand our understanding of the three Mahagunas from an ancient Ayurvedic perspective, which is that the Mahagunas are the three modes of existence that are present in all things. So let's have a look at it from a practical example. So if we were to look at your computer desk, for instance, it would be tamasic in nature due to its inactivity, but it also has stability, generally made of wood or some solid hard product. Yet we would also describe a depressed emotional state as tamasic due to the dull emotions of inertia. Food can also be seen as tamasic, so stale food, rotten food, or food that has a lot of preservatives in it, um, or moldy food, substances that we know are not good for us, any stimulants like drugs, alcohol, that's all tamasic in nature. Now, when we look at rajas, so rajas is that passion, it's that fire. So we could look at a fire as an example, and it would be rajasic due to its mobility, its activity, and its energy. Yet someone who is very driven to work and to succeed and they show a lot of passion for everything, they're also seen as rajasic in nature. If we look at rajasic food, that would be like spicy, really salty sort of food or even stimulating food like coffee. Um, and when we look at the Mahaguna of Sattva, this meaning bliss and balance, a sattvic life is one of balance and sattvic foods, they're fresh and they promote good health and clarity of mind. Engaging in sattvic thoughts and emotions such as happiness and joy, this all raises the sattva within you. So meditation and yoga, things like that, or any joyful activity that really brings you a lot of joy without harm to anybody else is sattvic in nature. The qualities, these mahagunas, are neither seen as good or bad. They just are what they are, and they all serve a purpose. So it's really common to 
get in our minds that tamas is bad because it's dark and it's inertia and it's dull. And when we look at it from the wrong angle or we create too much tamas in our life, that's where our state becomes out of balance and we can be in a more tamasic state. So for instance, we do need tamas. We need it to ground ourselves. So if we're too flighty or fiery, we need a bit of tamas to really ground us in our practice or ground us in our life. And we also need rajas to action ideas. We need it for transformation. And obviously we need a lot of sattva as well to feel happiness and bliss. And the other thing I just want to point out here is that we need darkness to have light. So this is how they interplay with each other. Without darkness, you can't have the light of sattva. The right balance of the three gunas is called pure sattva, meaning balance. So moving on now to the five elements, we needed to first touch on the three maha gunas and the word maha gunas, so maha means great and gunas means qualities. So it translates to the three great qualities and the three great qualities we have just learned manifest psychological and physical matter within all that is manifested and then the five elements come from the three maha gunas so the five elements, I'll just touch on those first, is ether or space, air, fire, water, and earth. So ether comes from sattva. Air comes from sattva and rajas, so the lightness and the movement qualities. Fire comes from rajas, the transformation action. Water comes from rajas and tamas. And earth comes from tamas, which is solid, heavy, and dullness. Now, why the five elements are such a, an important principle to understand in Ayurveda is that Ayurveda physicians adopted the physics of the five elements and suggested that these elements are present in our mind-body complex, food, environment, emotions, relationships, and everything that exists in nature and the universe. The five elements, which is known as Panchamahabhutas in Sanskrit language, is a foundational concept in Ayurvedic medicine. Each element represents a collection of qualities, and the word qualities in Sanskrit is gunas, so a collection of gunas that describe the element. The elements form the building blocks of nature and can be seen in all that exists. So again, the word Panchamahabhutas means, um, well, Pancha means five, Maha means great, and Bhutas means elephant, um, elements, sorry, the five great elements. So it's really important to note here that when we look at the terminology of the elements and what they are, that the English term used for the elements cannot be taken literally. Rather, they represent that collection of qualities or gunas and forces that describe each element. 
and how the elements relate to us. Well, I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're interested in Ayurveda, you've probably heard of the term dosha, which is your individual constitution. Now, our dosha is a combination of these elements. So to be able to understand your dosha, you really need to grasp a good understanding of the five elements and their qualities and how they show up in your daily life, including your mind, your body, your food, your environment, your relationships, your work in everything. And when you get a really good understanding of the elements, you can start to get an even better understanding of yourself and how to live a more balanced, soulful life. If the elements become out of balance with one another, we are more susceptible to illness, disease, mental disturbance, and suffering. To balance the elements within ourselves, we adopt the Ayurvedic rule of like attracts like and opposites decrease each other. So they're really important rules in Ayurveda to remember. Like attracts like. So if you add more of the same to something, it's going to increase and opposites decrease each other. So if something's really, really hot and you add the opposite quality, which is cold, it dulls down the heat. So in other words, the qualities of the elements have the capacity to balance or aggravate each other. So for instance, like I was saying, fire would increase fire, whereas the cold and liquid quality of the water element balances the hot and dry quality of the fire. Air increases air, whereas the heavy and slow quality of earth balances the light and mobile quality of air. So an example I like to use is the fire example. I don't know why I always go back to this, but it makes a little sense for me. So if you are feeling really hot and frustrated and you have that fiery temperature, that fiery sort of temper or nature, and then you're really annoyed and you're going to go have a lunch break, you know, work's been hard, you've been working your butt off, and then you go and sit in the sun and you decide you want like spicy Mexican for lunch and you load it with jalapenos, you are just adding more and more and more fire and heat qualities on top of fire. And this will only increase the fire element within you because like attracts like. So you may find yourself more frustrated, hot-headed, or with some sort of inflammatory response in the body, such as itchy hot skin. You know, you get the itchy eyes, the watering eyes. So if you're feeling this way, to counterbalance this, you would need to bring in more cooling qualities to soothe the heat. So Ayurveda speaks about the 10 opposing qualities that describe all material things, but these qualities describe the elements. So we're going to have a little bit more of a look at the elements now. And as we know, each element has a number of qualities to describe it, which I'll go through. But they also have a primary principle. So the primary principle of ether is space, air is movement, 
fire, transformation, water is fluidity, and earth is mass. So the first element is ether or akasha in Sanskrit. And one of the dosha that it represents is vata. The season is winter. Now the qualities, so the gunas of ether is it's light and it's expansive. It's cool, dry, smooth, immobile, ever-present and open. When we look at ether within our bodies, we think about all the vacant spaces between our organs, but we also look at like the intestine, so they can be full of space, ear canals, like blood vessels, bladder, so any sort of tubes in the body, lungs, and it, it also represents our soul. So when this element is in balance, so we're in a good balanced state, our vada is all under control. It shows up in creativity and clarity of mind and ideas. However, when this element becomes imbalanced, we can feel fearful. We can have a clouded mind because it's not clear. Remember one of the, the um, qualities is light and expansive so we can have a really clogged, clouded sort of mind. We can also form those, those hard sort of qualities like hard judgment if we don't have enough of that ether. To balance this element within you, you can um, listen to sound healing meditations, do some throat chakra activation work, and grounding is a really good one. So go out to the beach or outside just to the earth, wherever you may be and take your shoes off and really ground your feet into the earth. It's a really nice way to balance out the ether element. So the next element is air or vayu and air also helps make up the vata dosha. The season we think about when we look at this element is autumn and the qualities of air so you think about ether as space, but then the air that flows through it so that it's mobile, it's movement. It can be cold, but it can be really dry. So you can get that dry air. Erratic, it can change direction. It can be light, but it can be sharp. It can be quite hard, like a massive hard gust of wind and changeable. In our body, the air element represents the oxygen that we breathe our breathing, our nerve impulses, this, our circulation and joint movements. So basically it, it governs a lot of the movement in the body. If this element is well balanced within your mind and your body, again, you have that beautiful clarity of mind. You have a nice flowing breath. It's easy to breathe. So there's no congestion. There's no shortness of breath. You have a lightness in the body. Your movement is very free and fluid and very receptive to touch. However, when this element becomes imbalanced, you might find stiffness in the joints because remember this element governs joint movement um, immobile, you can become quite immobile. You can 
get circulatory issues because the the blood isn't being able to move and circulate around the body. So to balance the air element, you need to establish it's, it's more grounding exercises and practices and really establishing a good routine and just being mindful of your movement and moving in a really beautiful way that's going to help and nurture your body. The next element is fire or tijas in Sanskrit. And the dosha that this element governs is pitta and the season, well, it's summer. The qualities or the gunas of the fire element is transformation. It's hot, it's light, you know, fire, it shines light. It can be dry, really drying and sharp and penetrating. So think about a fire. What kind of qualities does it have within it? When we look at the fire element within our body, we think digestion, metabolism, any metabolic um, chemical action within the body. So even the ATP in the muscles, any transformation in the body, the digestive enzymes, all of these things are governed by the fire element. When this element is in a nice balanced state, the person may have that really beautiful luster of the cheeks, their nice glow in the face. They're very bright, very intelligent. They have a healthy passion. So not an obsessive passion, but a really healthy passion. They're visionary. They're very transformative. Um, They're warm, like warm in nature, warm to be with. Um, And when it is an imbalance, so when the fire element is in an imbalanced state and there's too much heat in the body, too much fire, you can find that the person can be really fiery or angry. There can be an an inflammatory response in their body. So you can have a lot of like acne or skin problems or inflammation in the joints. It can manifest in, in many different ways. So to balance the fire, as I've discussed, we need to bring in more of those cooling elements to reduce the heat. So people that are really fiery in nature, being around water is really beautiful and soothing for them. The next element is water, apas, and the dosha that water governs is Pitta, but as well as Kapha. So both Kapha and Pitta. Now the season of water is spring. Think of beautiful spring water, waterfall. So the qualities of water, the gunas are, well, fluid, obviously. Flowing, like a flowing stream. Smooth, but it can also be dull, like a pond. Moist. It can be heavy, cool, and damp. So in our bodies, water makes up about 70% of our total body mass. So it's present in our blood, in our urine, plasma, lymphatic fluid, um, intracellular fluid, any fluid in the body. And when this element is in a nice balanced state, so is our electrolyte balance within the body, so our fluid balance in the body, and everything that governs the fluid is functioning well, so our kidneys, our excretion of our bowels, um, our circulatory system, and the emotions when imbalanced is 
there's a lot of love you've got a lot of empathy and and very flowing in nature like you just you can go with the flow and you're okay with that and I think when you can go with the flow in life then that is also probably not someone who's anxious so you're more level and stable however when it's an imbalanced state when with this element is either too much or too low in our unique constitution then you could find yourself having fluid retention um, stagnation stagnation in the body or stagnation in the mind you can find yourself being very emotionally blocked and going back to that stagnant is because you're not letting that flow the flow of life to move through you so to balance the water quality you would on a physical level either increase or decrease the fluid consumption um, make sure that your body is actually absorbing the fluid that you are uh, ingesting as well and your practitioner can help you work this out um, and connect with that feminine quality of flow. So you connect with the feminine and, and just, yeah, do a lot of mindful activities and, and not be so, so regimented and hard on yourself and, and yeah, just connect to the feminine. And then our last element is earth. And earth represents the kapha dosha. So its season is late winter, early spring. The qualities of earth, well, it's really solid, it's dense, it can be dry, cool, hard, slow, stable, rough, or heavy. In our body, it represents all of the solid structures, so our bones, our connective tissue, our teeth, organs, nails. The when this quality is in a nice balanced state we feel really stable within our mind and our body and stable in our position in life we also feel very powerful both in mind and body and strong strong mind and body in an imbalanced state it could be if you have too much earth quality it could be that you're really stubborn really or stagnant so think of the dull the heavy um, it can also lead to dull, heavy thoughts and possible depression. So to balance out this element, you would need to add more of the, the air or the ether style qualities and make uh, more lightness. So small, light, whole food meals. And because of the stagnation that can come with too much of this earth element, you want to introduce more movement so exercise and movement of the body is a really good way to balance out the earth element so that is the five elements we discussed ether or you can call it space air fire water and earth and so the five elements they make up the three doshas, which are vata, pitta, and kapha. And it's the ether and the air qualities and elements that make up vata, and it's the energy of movement. Fire and water make up pitta, the energy of transformation. And earth and water make up kapha 
the energy of structure and lubrication. So I hope you learned something about the elements in this episode and it's just a nice overview of the elements and knowing that Ayurvedic medicine and a lot of the theories in Ayurveda, it's all based and grounded upon the five element theory. If you would love to learn more about Ayurveda, I have just released my intro to Ayurveda lifestyle medicine for the mind, body, soul course. And that's available now online. And we go through the history of Ayurveda. We go through the history of modern medicine as well and how the two can work together. We look at the gunas. We look at the five elements um, in more depth. The doshas, you get to discover your own unique constitution, both your prakruti and vikruti. So your the dosha that you were born with and then your imbalanced state, which is your vikruti. Um, you all, we also learn about Ayurvedic Dhinacharya. So we get to create, or you get to create as you do the course, your own Ayurvedic Dhinacharya and routine and why it's so important to have a really beautiful Ayurvedic Dhinacharya to help stabilize these modern day stresses and these modern day conditions. So balancing our hormones, healing our gut, helping with stress and anxiety. It's really important to have a solid Ayurvedic dinachari in place. Uh, you'll also learn about Ayurvedic nutrition and top tips on how to best heal and balance the gut health. You, we look at Ayurvedic psychology, which is really interesting. And it is a self-paced course, so it's seven modules that you can do in your own time and you get to really learn about yourself on a deeper level. So it's quite interactive with activities that you can do and just so that you can tap into your own body's wisdom. I hope you all have a wonderful day, what's left of it, whether it be the morning, evening or night time. And thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Namaste. share a really personal story about myself and my background of how my embarrassment and lack of confidence helped me to really heal my own body but also help others live their most inspiring and healthy life. So as most of you are aware, I'm a registered nurse and have been for the last 15 years. So I've been helping people heal and I have been teaching them and educating themselves about their body and their health. I'm also a personal trainer, a Pilates instructor and yoga teacher. So I spend a lot of my time on stage with a lot of eyes on me. And... Although I have, have always eaten really well, I've always been into health and wellness, I've exercised my whole life, I suffered in silence with IBS, so that's irritable bowel syndrome and leaky gut for many years. And some of the symptoms were belly bloating, was gas, was burping, was 
pain through my belly, cramping and really uncomfortable, uncomfortable symptoms. It also um, led to a lot of fluid retention and weight gain. So I felt really uncomfortable getting up in front of everyone as a quote unquote health professional and fitness instructor. At this time, my confidence fell to an all time low. I tried diet after diet. I was on the search for that magic bullet that would finally work. I was eating less, counting calories, exercising more and harder. You name it, I tried it. But all the while I was suffering on these diets, I was hungry, I was deprived and I was moody. My hormones were were wreaking havoc on me and my belly was not improving even on all of the diets because I know now I was eating the wrong things. I even tried a juice diet. Seriously, what the F? I know it is the worst diet for a Vata imbalanced person, which I was. But at that stage, I didn't understand this. So maybe you can relate and know how defeating this is. When your belly is constantly bloated, you look 20 weeks pregnant, you suffer with cramping, leaky gut, IBS, and despite the numerous visits to the doctor, gastroenterologist, and dietitian, nothing or none of the symptoms seemed to subside until I took a step back and took charge of my life, my emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. At my lowest point, I felt like a fraud, embarrassed, frustrated, and hated wearing my activewear, which I lived in. I hated getting on stage in front of others who were looking to me for guidance. So I decided that there had to be a better way. I made it my life's work to study the real science about life, Ayurveda, my body, food and nutrition and learn why I was struggling for so many years. And I learned how to heal my metabolism so I could not only lose the weight that I had put on, but also keep it off for good and to really minimize the IBS symptoms I was suffering. I finally felt freedom with food and my body and learned how to eat and take care of myself that felt nurturing rather than punishment, which led me to some pretty incredible results. So my passion now is to help others live a more balanced and inspired life using a method I know works and dates back more than 5,000 years ago. And that method is Ayurveda and integrated health. It is the science of life. I created the Ayurvedic mind-body cleanse protocol, which is a 12-week cleanse to detoxify your mind and your body because Ayurveda understands that the mind and the body are intricately connected. Ayurveda shares ancient wisdom that has been proven to achieve a healthy balanced mind body and life. In my mind body reset cleanse program you will have It's specifically designed for you at your initial consultation incorporating the protocol. 
The cleanse will consist of preparing the body, releasing and eliminating impurities and toxins, and rejuvenating the tissues. In Ayurveda, we say the datus. You will be supported throughout the process with one-on-one consultations with myself and Ayurvedic treatments such as lymphatic drainage massages. You will not only gain so much knowledge and insight about yourself, about your body, your mind and Ayurveda, but you will go on to live your most healthiest and inspired life. This cleanse will give you the tools that you will be able to use right throughout your whole life. So if this sounds something that you are interested in, if you suffer with leaky gut, IBS, bloating, weight gain, fluid retention, imbalanced hormones, skin that breaks out, mood changes, rapid mood changes, then please let me help you. Come and see me in my Ayurvedic and Integrative Health Clinic. You can book an initial consultation online with me. Or if you wish, we can even tee up a free discovery call to see if this program is right for you. Namaste.